So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having an amazing day. And I just want to continue to thank those of you that are sharing our resources and letting people know. Um, I'll just mention this really quick. This is like a a relatively short episode today. Um, But we are posting on Instagram all the time. And I would love for you guys to capitalize on our content there because there is some really valuable stuff. So if you're not following us yet, it's Sathya Me Sam, Sathya M-E Sam. Those are my middle initials, by the way, Manuel Edward. So um, I'm on I'm on Instagram primarily. That's where I'm the most active. And so if you're on Instagram, come on over, follow us. We post daily and, you know, we're just trying to offer a lot of value. That's the big thing is like, man, Instagram is so noisy and people are always trying to like just get your attention for meaningless stuff. We're trying to get people's attention, admittedly, but we're trying to do it with valuable content. You know, that's actually going to change your life and make a difference in this world. So um, anyway, we're over there if you'd like to follow us. OK, let me uh, let me just jump right in. So one of the biggest things that we have to be aware of in the recovery journey is triggers, right? Triggers happen all the time. And whether it's a smell, a sound, a word uh, an environment, a person. I mean, just about anything can be triggering when you're in recovery, depending on your experiences. So there's no right or wrong. I think sometimes people get just too analytical about the triggers and they worry that like, wow, if this thing triggers me, like how messed up am I? Uh, don't do that. Okay. That's, that's really not necessary. It's not how it works. It is true that our triggers offer us intel as in if something is triggering you, you might want to find out why. Like, why, why is it that every time I go into this room, my brain starts to think there, oh, you know what? It's because this is the, this room is painted the same color as the room where I first got exposed to porn was, or, you know, whatever it is. I'm just saying sometimes there's, there's intel there in our triggers. You know, sometimes it's like, man, why is it that like this particular person, I just, uh, man, I, I can just feel like I feel the thoughts coming back. Well, maybe it's because that person actually resembles a porn star that you've watched quite a lot. You know what I mean? Like it's not not their fault and it's it's not your fault that your brain's drawing those connections, but what you definitely want to do is start to look into that. Maybe you need to break some soul ties with that porn star um and maybe you need to set some boundaries on on you know how you interact and engage with that individual that's that's triggering. But the point is if you can lean into your triggers a little bit, you can actually learn a lot about yourself. Now, that's not what today's episode is about, but that's just kind of to set the stage. Uh, because what we're actually talking about is pre-triggers. And man, it's so interesting. I, I'm, I've i been trying to think about ways to set this thing up so that it's clear because this is actually a very important concept and something that I'll probably be teaching a lot more in the days ahead. And I don't know, I'm still, I feel like I'm still getting my bearings on it, but I'm, I'm going to do my best because this is unbelievably valuable content, guys. So, um, let, let me just set this up with the story. Okay. This is actually how the whole idea even came about. So basically, there's there's been this whole scandal in in Canada around um, our hockey organization, specifically the men's division of Hockey Canada. 
And basically all these heinous stories of uh, sexual assault are, are surfacing, especially players with um, with women, some underage, um, some just very inappropriate behavior and sexual behaviors. Um, some of it is with between coaches or higher personnel with players. Uh, there's there's all kinds of things. And so anyways, uh, th- this actually surfaced probably back in the spring of 2022. And then I was starting to read it and, uh, you know, it was really... I found it kind of off-putting, but there weren't a lot of details that had surfaced. So you're just kind of like, oh my gosh, like these guys need to get their act together and I hope they do something about it and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So that was that. And then um, recently I was starting to see all these tweets again because basically, uh, not not tweets, I'm not on Twitter. Where was I seeing it? Maybe it was on, I don't know. I, I'm on sports pages pretty regularly. So probably somewhere there. And there's a bunch of big sponsors that have agreed to pull out uh, their funding for Hockey Canada because basically the board refuses to to step down and uh, there's this this big standstill um, basically and they're like no we're not budging uh, we know we've made a mistake but we're gonna handle it and we can handle it and whatever whatever and so a bunch of big corporate sponsors are like fine we don't we don't we would never tolerate this kind of stuff in our organizations we're definitely not standing beside you and so they're pulling out their funding and now now we're starting to see the board members starting to step down and whatever whatever. So I was reading this article and this article was just more graphic than I was expecting. There was a, there was a trigger warning and I probably should have just been, um, should have just moved on, you know, but a little bit more more graphic and it was describing some of the things that that um, a couple hockey players have been accused of doing. Um, and it was, it was a couple hockey players with a particular woman and it was really uh, pretty disgusting and, and inappropriate. Anyway, I read the article and it was fine. I wasn't like super triggered or anything like that. I'm just way, way past that, past that now. But, but you know, you kind of read it and you, you, I'm, I'm on guard. I'll just put it that way. I was on guard. So I move on with my day and, um, and anyway, I, I won't use the, I won't say the word, but basically, um, my wife and I were talking a couple hours later and she used this word that would, that would have a, uh, a, a connotation with, some of the stuff that events that I was reading about and all of a sudden now I'm triggered now my brain is going to different places and what I realized is it was not actually just the word itself but it was the the reading the questionable material earlier in the day primed my brain it put me in a more vulnerable space so that uh, another word that wasn't ordinarily triggering was now causing big problems for me now big problems just being like more at a thought level and again like i've just become more proficient with how handling those and so it, it was fine it, was, it wound up being a very minor moment but i i learned the importance of of really having those strict boundaries for a reason and I think sometimes people are always, well, I, sometimes people are always asking, let me be clear. People often ask us like, Sathya, do I really have to be that extreme in, you know, the content I take in? Like, why can't I be on Instagram, but just unfollow the, the bad accounts? Why can't I watch a movie that maybe is rated R, but I'll just fast forward through the bad scenes? Why is it such a problem for me to listen to this music when, you know, most of the stuff this artist sings about aren't actually that sexual or that provocative? Like people are, we're always trying to see like, can't I kind of like dance around this line? Like, do I really have to like stay that far away from the bad thing? Like, you know, I know it's the tree of knowledge of good and evil. I know I'm not supposed to eat from it, but like, is it really this that big of a deal for me to just stand under the branches for some shade? 
And the answer is, no, it's not that bad. But that's the wrong question to ask. The question we really want to ask for, or ask rather, is does it set you up for success? Because if if engaging in some content that's seemingly harmless, maybe a little bit borderline, but generally not like that bad, if engaging with that content is going to prime you and, and just peel a layer of your defenses back, is it really worth it? I would like to argue it's not. So do your boundaries really need to be that strict? Yeah, they do. Not not because you can't handle it, but because those those you know middle ground gray area kind of behaviors and content are going to actually position you or make you more vulnerable for things that could actually be very triggering. Or what they might do is they might make things that ordinarily wouldn't be triggering triggering which was the case with me, right? Like my wife just threw out a a term in a completely different environment, but because my brain had already been primed a bit, now it's a trigger. So if you, if maybe, I bet you if you reflect back and you think about all the times when you've had the most success, chances are your boundaries were probably pretty firm with the content that you were and weren't engaging in. But our brains always try to find a workaround. We always try to just push the bounds and try to drift just a little bit. And then what it ha- what happens is it's gradual degradation. It's just time with time with a little more time and a little compromise here and a little bit bending there. And before we know it, we are now upholding uh, completely different boundaries or we're not upholding them at all. And then wondering how we lost all this progress. Well, that's because you kept bending and you kept setting yourself up to be triggered or to fall into more vulnerable situations where you would make a poor decision. So handling pre-triggers, I mean, honestly, this is one of the best discoveries I've had recently. This is why you want to be vigilant in recovery with the things that you engage and do not engage with. And yes, it's going to be extreme. Yes, people are going to say, what the heck? Like, is that really necessary? Yes, you're probably going to get some some weird looks or some people who don't get it. Yes, it's probably going to be uncomfortable and painful at times. But isn't it worth it if you know that it's going to keep you from being vulnerable, that it's going to keep you from being in a triggered place, that it's going to keep you from, from, from ever having to look at something again that has literally wreaked havoc on your life all these years? Wouldn't it be worth it if you could just with confidence be set up for success and be pretty sure that if I avoid that thing, I am going to give myself a way better shot at staying clean today? Wouldn't you do it? Wouldn't you be crazy not to? So that's everything for today, guys. I want to encourage you. You might need to identify what are some of the pre-triggers in your life? What are some of the things that are actually setting you up for failure, setting you up for a relapse? And how can you set a strict boundary so that you are regularly set up for success instead? I'll leave that with you. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you have an amazing day. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. 
This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.